Welcome back to Creative Confessionals. I'm Kelly Taylor. And I'm Maddie Rose. And we'd love to start off all of our episodes, today's included, with a fun game we like to call Rad Thing, Bad Thing. So Kel, why don't you uh, start us off today? What was your rad thing? My rad thing was I had an audition this week. Ooh. Yeah. And it went really well. And I think sometimes as artists, we can be really hard on ourselves. And Mm -hmm overanalyze it whether it's a self-tape and be like oh should I have like done that again I don't know you just want to do like 100 takes or if it's in person and you're like did they laugh I don't know do they think I'm funny were they just being nice I don't know have they eaten lunch yet were they mad at me yeah all of these things having a bad day did they just not know how to make eye contact (laughs) yeah so this was a self-tape audition for a animation short and it went well and I walked away from it, not going to lie, at first I kind of did the whole like overanalyzing it, but Uh then I let it go and I was like, no, it was a good audition. Be happy with that audition. Whether you get it or not, it was good. You did your best. Move on. Thank you. Next. Awesome. What was your rad thing? Well, my rad thing, well, it is in reaction to my bad thing this week, but my rad thing is that. I'm gonna make some pretty rad milkshakes tonight because I was craving them and I had a rough morning today. So in reaction to that, I'm making mint chocolate milkshakes with whipped cream and minty chocolate goodies and uh, the works. Yeah, because if there's anything I know how to do, it's create one hell of a fancy milkshake. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah. Mm milkshakes. So what was your bad thing or less than rad thing that happened this week? My less than rad thing, and it has to do with my Joe job. My side hustle is I work retail in cosmetic. Anybody who's worked in retail and sales know that you have targets to meet and you get a little bit of commission. It's not a lot, but I'm pretty competitive with myself. Even even though it's just like a basic side hustle job, it doesn't mean anything. I still get really competitive and I want to do well and I want to show my work that I can do well. So I was having a pretty slow night. It was the it was the midnight shift and my sales were less than stellar. And it was maybe about an hour left in my shift. And I was like, all right, it just could be one of those days, whatever. So in order for sales to count, it has to be cashed out in the cosmetic department at our cosmetic till under the ID of the beauty advisor that was helping them. Otherwise, it doesn't count. And it looks like we just did nothing all day. So I was helping this mom and daughter and I had the mom stuff on hold and they go out into the next aisle to go look at something else. And I'm thinking, all right, well, this is a pretty good end to the night. My night kind of turned around. This is great. The mom's coming back. The daughter still had all her stuff in her hand, but I didn't think too much of it because the mom was coming back. Mm -hmm. The mom came back, paid for her stuff, which was maybe $100, which normally would still be really good. Except the daughter had about $300 worth of product. And then as I'm done cashing out the mom, the daughter comes with a bag of her stuff and says, oh, I already cashed out at the front. 
And I think if I wasn't wearing a mask, you would have seen my jaw drop and my eyes kind of popped out of my head a little bit. I was like, no, $300, just, oh, really? Like, really, you had to go to the front? And then she still asked for samples after. She was like, oh, can I have some samples? And at that moment, you can't say no. You can't yeah. say, sorry, you didn't pay with me. And I didn't tell you you had to. I don't know. So I did, and I just kind of felt shitty for the rest of the night and for the couple days after. Yeah. Oh, that is that is a less than rad thing. Less than rad. Not the end of the world. So what was your less than rad or should we say bad thing today? Yeah, downright bad thing. Downright bad thing. My neighbor who lives below me occasionally likes to she's she's a classic person like that guy from friends whose name is slipping my mind right now but he used to live under i want to say monica's apartment and he would bang on the ceiling with the broom oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. mr heckles was it mr heckles henderson i don't know it started with an h so my neighbor downstairs likes to do that and i can be making no noise whatsoever i can be reading a book and she will do that at times but every now and again she does what she did this morning where she comes up to knock on my door and be aggressive and call me names and uh it's not okay because it's harassment and harassment is not okay ever especially when it's uh, regarding your home and also my less than rad thing is jake decided to chew a toy right now sorry buddy real life real life podcasting when you're podcasting from your bed yes you're all joining me in bed right now and Jake has his favorite toys with him that he wants to chew right at this moment. But anyways, back to my back to my bad thing. Uh, yeah, she came and knocked on my door this morning. It was really aggressive and called me names. Although she called me one of my new favorite names that I've been called, which is Lowlife. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a creative one. It's it is in the number two spot for my favorite name that I've been called. And by favorite, I mean most creative, mean thing I've been called. Uh, because my current number one in that spot is Trollop. What? Yeah, yeah. I was called a Trollop once. And as much as I wanted to be mad at the person who called me a Trollop, I also thought, ooh, creative. Who called you a Trollop? Oh, um, a man on the subway once. Or no, I was waiting for a streetcar. Still TTC. I was waiting for a streetcar. And there was a, a man who was having a day and just shouting into the abyss and locked eyes with me, decided I would be his new target. And I believe he was nattering on about youngins using technology or something along those lines. And then he proceeded to call me a trollop. Yeah. Did you call him a boomer? No, I didn't. I was a little in shock, but also again, was, was sort of in a, oh, Hello, that's a new one. Add that to the resume. You know, that was creative, more creative than than slut or hoe or whatever else I've been called, you know. So points to him for creativity. He holds the number one spot and my neighbor took the number two spot today with low life. Congratulations, Boomer, on the TTC and crazy old lady who lives downstairs. Yeah. You guys win the awards for most creative insults. Yeah. Very creative. Now, actually, this leads into today's episode a little bit because I frankly think 
that I deserve an apology from her. And that's what we want to talk about today is apologies, things that we want to say sorry for, because for those of you who are not aware as of yet, Kelly and I are women and women typically say sorry more frequently than they should. And for those of you who are also not aware, I am Canadian and Kelly is an adopted Canadian. We have adopted her and she has been here for quite some time now. So she has also adopted us and Canadians as a whole also say sorry a little more frequently than we probably should. So as women, as Canadians and adopted Canadians, we want to apologize today. We do. I have adopted your culture. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like part of growing up and part of growing as an artist, as a creative, part of the journey is making mistakes. And you don't always realize you're making a mistake at that exact moment. And it's usually a little bit later, possibly years later. And you reflect on that and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I kind of screwed up there, didn't I? And you would like to apologize to whoever you screwed up with and say, sorry, my bad. Sorry, sorry. However, how, how are Canadians supposed to say sorry? I think, sorry, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Oh, just I repeat it I think that's how we do it, yeah. That's how we do it, yeah. So who do you want to say sorry to, Cal? I think I want to do a little story time of who I want to say sorry to. Ooh, yes. Story time and sorry's sorry story time. Jake sneezed in agreement with that. He's being very vocal today. I'm into it. He's really into this uh, storytelling aspect. Yeah. Do you have some apologies you need to make, Jakey? Maybe for barking in my callback, uh, you know, that I referenced a few episodes ago? No, he doesn't want to say sorry for that. <laughs> he just wanted the role. Well, for sorry, someone who does... Sorry. <laughs> For someone who does want to say uh, sorry, why don't you take it away with your story time, Kel? So when I first moved here, at this point, eight and a half years ago. That's as old as my dog. You moved here when my I dog was I moved to born. Toronto when you got your dog. Yeah. We were just meant to be friends. And yeah. last week you had a dream about rats and I had a dream about rats. We're so in sync We're right so in sync. But sorry, I interrupted your sorry story time. Please continue. <laughs> so I had very little confidence in myself because I came from a really small town and everyone was as basic as a Hanes White t-shirt. So you saying that you wanted to do something really big and really creative with your life, they just didn't get it. And people warned me not to move to Toronto and if I moved I would be back home in a few months and it would just destroy me and because I enjoy inflicting pain upon myself I thought mm, they're probably right but what the hell let's do it so I did my first couple shows and it was pretty well received they were pretty low scale and I found myself becoming a part of a community of actors and comedians and I was so thankful for this because I came from a place where no one believed in me, no one thought I was gonna succeed. So I thought, hey, this is great. And this is as good as it's gonna get. So I made a promise to everybody involved in my production company. And I said, whoever wants a home has a home with Daisy Productions. And I meant it at the time. And I didn't realize that I would maybe someday have to go back on that promise. So 
for a few years, I bent over backwards trying to find roles, both in acting and directing and stage managing and anything for my friends because I made this promise to them. I can't go back on that. I looked back and in one year, I produced four shows, which is crazy when you think about it with the amount yeah, of time it lot. takes to produce all the behind the scenes, the pre-production and the rehearsal and it kind of everything overlapped i would be finishing up one project and then i would be in pre-production for another project and doing all this for my friends because i can't leave anybody out and the first time i ever had to do something that i wasn't in full control over was a sketch comedy review that i co-collaborated with another peer and that was the first time i didn't have total control over who got to be in my show and my co-collaborator was really good with me wanting to incorporate other people from past productions so we kind of went halvesies a little bit drew some names he had some really great comedians that he wanted to work with and we hashed it out and also I was going to be in the show. So that also takes away one of the six roles. So we then had five roles. So I didn't get to have a lot of people that I had previously worked with and I was very good friends with in the show. And that was the first time I realized that I hurt some people because they didn't understand why they weren't involved in this production because I made that promise to them. And that was the start of getting recognition from other people in the industry. And then other people would want to collaborate and I wouldn't want to turn that down or people would want to take on new endeavors and I didn't want to say no to that. So I also do what I think most creatives do is just say yes to everything. And that was a revolving door of not being able to involve everybody. And I ended up hurting a lot of people and a lot of people ended up feeling really left behind in that. I don't think I realized that's what I was doing at the time. I think I just thought I'm just going on with my career. I'm being a creative. That's what I set out on this journey to do, which it was. But I also left a lot of people behind with no explanation and no accountability for it. For anybody who was a part of anything that I did and you feel left behind, I sincerely want to apologize. I shouldn't have made false promises that I wouldn't be able to keep. What a lovely lesson for all of the new producers that might be listening to us too, though. It is awesome to want to help your friends out, especially when they're amazing creatives too, and you want to collaborate and work with them. But it's not a bad thing to want to work with and collaborate with and create with other folks too that might jive with you and might vibe on the same level as you and that might challenge you. You know, maybe don't make that promise to everybody beforehand. And that's how you grow, right? You grow from challenging Absolutely. yourself. You don't grow by doing the same thing over and over again. And I think I'd also like to apologize to my younger self for not giving myself enough credit that you're as good as just these productions with the same six people and that's it and you'll never amount to anything else and just be happy with a full-time retail job and do your theater thing on the side and just be happy and don't reach too far. I would like to apologize to that girl. Give yourself yeah. more credit. And give yourself room to grow. Awesome. Well, what a, what a great apology and what a great life lesson that you've passed down to all of our listeners that, you know, they can, they can take the easy way and learn by your hard way of doing things. What's your story time? 
my sorry story time. I think that's what we're calling it from now sorry on. Sorry That's time. a tongue twister. My sorry story time is a few years ago, after an extensive amount of searching, I had finally landed myself my very first agent. And I was ecstatic. I had spent so long submitting cold, I was about to say cold calling, but no one calls, cold emailing all of these agencies trying to land a new agent. And I finally found one. And when I did find one, she was lovely and did what agents do. She submitted me to various breakdowns and, and got me various auditions for things. And I found myself having my first big live in person. And I mean, in person, because this was very pre pandemic. So remember those you were allowed to go back in, in the day where and... you could be in the same room with other people, not virtually. Yeah. And you know, I did what all actors do. I, I <laughs> planned my route. I got ready to go and you know, I was, I tried to be 10 minutes early, but really I was half an hour early because I was so nervous about being early. So I ran into a Starbucks and hunkered there for a bit. Didn't drink coffee because I don't do caffeine and that would have just made me even more jittery. So, you know, did the, did the classic actor thing. Shout out to Starbucks, by the way, and all the coffee shops that house all of our very early asses when we are super early to auditions. Yep. So yeah, hunkered in a, in a Starbucks and I had this audition and I went up to go do it. And it was one line. It was one line for a new TV show that was coming out. And earlier in the day I had work. I'm the type of person that likes to write out my lines. That's, that's what helps me. It was one line. And I thought, I definitely don't need to write this out, but I'm also a Virgo. So I said, better be overprepared, wrote it out. I had a full page of writing out this one line and it was one sentence, right? It wasn't, it wasn't three paragraphs or something. It was one sentence, must've been eight words, right? Wrote it out, prepared, went and hunkered in a Starbucks because I was far too early, go up to the audition, go to sign in. And it was my first big casting call that I had gone for with one of the big names in Toronto. My first big one, my very first big one. I walked in and I thought, all right, maybe I'm not entirely right for the role. I think it was looking for like a 16 year old dancer and I am neither. I mean, I have a bit of dance experience, but I'm not a dancer, right? I don't have like technical training. You can pass um, for 16. Well, see, here was my, here's what my thought was too, is, okay, I can pass for 16 if you're hiring, if this is Riverdale rules or CW rules, you know, when they hire 22 year olds to play 16 year olds because they have abs. And I thought, okay, well, I can, I can pass for 16 if I'm next to other 20 year olds and we're all playing that same game. No, I walked in and there were literal 16 year olds stretching on the floor with their moms nearby because they weren't legally allowed to be there without them. And I went, oh, I should not be here. But I, you know, my agent sent me out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the thing. I know my one line. I signed in, you know, probably very shakily because it was my first one. I was so nervous. And I go in and they asked me a slate and I, and I did my slate. And then they said, great. Now, now say the line, do, do the read with us. And I said it. And she goes, that wasn't the line you, you missed you misset it. I, again, I can't remember what the line was, but it must've been eight words. And I think I got like six of the eight of them, right? Oh, like no. I paraphrased some of them. And she goes, no, why don't you try it again? Cause I, and she was very sweet. And she said, why don't you try it again? Let's just make sure you get it perfect. Dude, I must've said this line like 15 times. And I'm not sure I got it right once. <laughs> In the end, I think she said, uh, okay, great. Thanks so much. And I left going, oh shit. 
So what I would like to apologize for is not for being underprepared because I was quite prepared, not for being late because I was exceptionally early, not for some big blunder or faux pas, but for letting my nerves get the best of me, which is something I'm not typically used to. And uh, that happened that day. I came home and told my friends what had happened and they said, oh honey, you were nervous. And I went, oh shit, I guess I was. So what I would like to apologize for is my nerves and for screwing up that one line, those eight simple words, you know, to that casting director, please know that I I was prepared. I was on time. I was just a little nervous and I'd love another chance to see you. Let's hope they're listening to our podcast. Right? And I hope she remembers the girl who screwed up her life. Oh no. <laughs> and forgives me. <laughs> kind of like that episode of Schitt's Creek where Moira is doing the wine commercial and can't get any of it right. Dude, that was it. That was what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Except, Except she keeps drunk. drinking more wine and <laughs> yeah. that's why. Going back to your all the all the 16 year old are, are stretching and everything bit. Do you remember the episode of Fresh Prince when Aunt Viv takes a dance class and all these little like 20 year old are like snickering behind her back and then she starts dancing and then she shows them what's up. I did that once, except it was the opposite of what happened to Aunt Viv. So when I was younger, I did some dancing and I was a true leader and I was pretty athletic and I did kid shows where I would dance. And I took a dance class a few years ago because I just wanted to kind of get back in, like not get back into it on a level of professionalism, because let's be real, I was never that good. I think a director once described me as a cheerleader who moves and not a dancer. I feel like that's when someone says about your show when you say how how was my show and they say it had good moments. It it had heart like the kid that sits on the bench and never mm-hmm. leaves in basketball. Yeah. So I hadn't danced in years but I thought well how hard could this be like I can pick up choreography I can do this and I saw these little 19 20 year olds stretching their legs lifted to places my legs have never been able to go before and never will and I did not have the same Aunt Viv experience. I would like to apologize to anybody who was in that dance class with me and yeah just sorry for thinking that I could do that. (laughs) Sorry to myself again for thinking I could do that and my body because trust me my body did not like me for a very long time after that. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of sorry to ourselves for being in situations we perhaps shouldn't be in or for not realizing our capabilities or not being kinder to ourselves or whatever the case. Yeah, I think I think for everyone who's listening, (laughs) the risk of sounding like a self-help podcast, which we are definitely not, perhaps give a big old sorry to yourself. (laughs) for whatever actions you've taken recently that you need to forgive yourself for. Write a letter to your past self. There you go. (laughs) We're just coming up with all sorts of therapeutic exercises today, guys. It's super helpful. Helps you realize that you should apologize to yourself sometimes and apologize to others. I mean, I know as women and Canadians, we probably do it a little more than we should, but I still think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I think taking accountability for your actions and being able to be mature enough and 
to sound like a hipster, be woke enough to understand that you need to take accountability and that you need to apologize and that you're not always right. I think sometimes we kind of can be a little bit full of ourselves or think like we just know everything and you're just like, maybe I didn't know everything back then. Yeah. Maybe I didn't know everything. Maybe I did something wrong for whatever reason. And it's a it's a good skill to be able to own up for it. And whether that be making promises that perhaps you shouldn't have made or screwing up an audition, it's never a bad thing to say sorry. And work, actively put the work in to do better. So in Kelly's case, making fewer promises that cannot be kept. And in my case, working through my nerves and making sure that that casting director knows that I'm prepared. Also say like a really good thing to get rid of nerves for auditions is do a lot of auditions that you just don't Mm -hmm. give a shit about. Like I found that that's been really helpful. You know what? One of the best exercises for auditioning is auditioning for student films. Yeah. Because you, every single student film audition is going to be vastly different because they are still trying to figure out the best way of doing things. Yeah, they're still learning. Yeah. So you're going to have ones that are brilliantly set up. You're going to have ones that were slapped together last minute. They're going to have lines for you to read that are horribly written sometimes. God bless them, but it is horribly written sometimes. And other times it'll be beautifully written. And I think acting studios and coaches and training, they always teach you how to do the Oscar winning scenes, how to cry on cue, how to have the best timing with comedy. And yet I think the thing that we all need to be taught more of in schools is what to do with really awful writing and what to do with really mediocre or bad or how to do parts that we don't necessarily want to do. Like, for example, people often complain about having to do commercials. I'm not one of them. Give me that commercial money. Give me that royalty money. I will happily take it. But sometimes people complain about doing commercials and it's because How am I supposed to, as someone who can cry on cue and pick out the specific excellent little beats and movements and have different tone and tempo, how am I supposed to talk about, I don't know, phlegm busting flu medicine or something, you know? No, I get it 100%. I personally don't like commercials just because I feel like I don't have the voice for it. And I'm being honest, there are two types of commercials that I would be suited for. A My Little Pony or Barbie commercial which let's be real, those just go to the five-year-olds and doing that little, my little pony, my little pony. It's like, no, they don't, they don't want a 30-year-old doing that. That's just weird. Here's to hoping my little pony sponsors us though. Give me a role in your next episode or movie. Totally down. Or phone sex operator, which I have not done. I have seen a lot of audio porn for auditions lately. Oh. Those are the two things that I realistically have a voice for. And if I want to be on My Little Pony someday, I can't be doing audio porn. So that's just out. I don't have the voice for, so, the new Toyota, 2025. <laughs> like, no, no one's going to buy a car for me. Like, if I did that, they'd be like, what is this child doing selling a car? So if you can do commercials, all the power to you. I cannot. Yeah. So that is why I do not do commercials. So for all those voice teachers out there that have told me that commercials is the way to go to make your money. And she's sorry, not, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a wrap on today's episode, guys. Thank I you was for listening say. to us apologize. And in some cases, not apologize. Sorry to all those we need to be sorry to. 
and not sorry to those we don't need to be sorry to. Thanks so much for listening, folks. All I think we've got a few more. Oh, and for those of you who are listening this week, tell a friend, tell a buddy, help us out here. There are a couple ways you can help us out. Recommend is number one. We love that. I mean, don't you want your friends and family to hear our lovely voices? We do. Or your exes. We're a big fan of sending us to your exes. Yeah, if you don't like us, send us to your exes. That's totally fine. There's options for everybody here. (laughs) We're also on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes and leave a comment. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, do all of those awesome things. And follow us on Instagram. I know nobody likes homework, but we're going to assign just a little bit this week. And we're not sorry about it. So your homework this week is go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. uh, Follow us on Instagram at creative confessionals podcast and uh tell a buddy tell an ex share your social media i don't know leave it on when you leave the house does anybody leave the house i guess people don't leave it on while you're cleaning you must be doing a lot of cleaning now yeah or baking bread or watering Mm. your plants or milkshakes making milkshakes yeah on that note i'm gonna go make some milkshakes you enjoy your milkshakes i'm gonna drink some whiskey and i will be thinking of you and your milkshakes during that process (laughs) thanks for listening to creative confessionals guys see you next week bye 